Awesome date. August 16th, 2010. Awesome topic. The true spirit of the drift. This is Awesome Cast. citizens and welcome to the awesome cast your podcast for everything awesome i'm basil i'm eric and that's us yes we're rocking it duo style this time like geek knight reverse thieves suck brillas for life adobo if adobo only had two people they have three so it doesn't count but that's us two guys in a microphone two guys two Two fat nerds and a microphone. Just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. Okay, that wasn't funny. Fuck you guys. So, good day. Good day. Good day. Good day all around. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're about to go back to school. It's crazy. Here. It's crazy. Crazy yeah. college students doing crazy college student things. Um, uh, I'm actually going kind of stir crazy this summer. Like, uh, You get kind of used to working 40 hours a week and going to school 15, and then when you lose school and you have no more deadlines. I mean, it's great for like 10 minutes and then suddenly it's like, oh my god, I have nothing to do. So, Thankfully, that's where video games come in. Exactly. Video games. Video games. Like Mod Nation. Well, uh, actually, StarCraft is what I've been playing mostly. But So are you doing your Eric's Moment of StarCraft? <laughs> moment of Awesome Music. Do we actually have Moment of Awesome Music? No, we just have Kevin going, it's a moment of awesome. That's right, we don't want to, we never had actual music before. We don't it. have actual music. Hear that, James? We need actual music. Anyway, uh, so yeah, for my moment of awesome this week, we got StarCraft 2, fuck yeah, 11 years, bitches. Finally 12. out. 12, 11, whatever. Long time, it's been so long I don't remember. I thought it was 27. Like, hut hut. Um, in the butt? Football, football oh. joke. But yeah, like. Uh, well, yeah, in the butt, I mean. No, it's uh, it's awesome. It's everything I wanted. Um, there's some people that are kind of whining that it doesn't really innovate the StarCraft formula, and to which I say, go to hell. Um, I don't want innovation. I want more awesome StarCraft and awesome story. That is the saddest thing about StarCraft, actually, is the story makes it very obvious <clears throat> that it's only one third a game. Um, it's not length or anything. It's like 16, 18 hours, something like that, if you don't do any achievements or special like stuff like that. It's a pretty good, long RTS um, it's longer than StarCraft uh, was, and uh, it's fun. I love the uh, uh, the in-game unit things. Is always a terrific Arnold Schwarzenegger on the Thor. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a total blast. And then uh, the only other thing, real awesome, is uh, been reading Bakuman, which Basil actually gave me, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, first grabbing novels out uh, thanks to I believe Viz. Pretty positive, it's Viz. Yeah, pretty positive, it's Viz. It's showing a jump, so it has to be Viz. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty kick-ass. And, oh, uh, the last volume of Mushishi came out, which is very awesome and sad at the same time. It's a giant multi-volume. It's uh, 8, 9, 10, I think, in one volume. Um, which kind of sucks. Because, on the one hand, it's cheaper, because it's like 22 bucks, and, of course, buying all three would be like... I think Mushishi came in like $11 volumes or something like that, so it would be like 33 on the other hand, the one big thick volume makes it harder to read, and it's a slightly less paper quality and printing quality than the last seven volumes, um, especially than the first two. Like the first two were super nice, and they, they just became nice, and this this last one is just not so wonderful. But it's good to just have the end of the series and to be able to at least you have it. Exactly, at least it's here. It came out. It's in English. I can read it. It's not Moonspeak, and uh, it's awesome. If you're somehow new to this whole awesome cast thing. We did actually do an entire review of Mushishi, 
which you can check out in our index awesome on the webpage. It should be in there. And, awesomecast.com. And everything we say, and it holds true throughout the whole series. I think we had read up to six or five yeah. when that one came out, something like that. And uh, the last five volumes are, are nothing... I don't want to say nothing was added, because that makes them sound bad, but the the review holds true for the whole series. So The quality never dipped. The quality never dipped. The quality never dips. The formula doesn't radically change. Like Nothing super alters. And also, since we're talking about the website, if you would like to comment, feel free. Or if you'd like to send us an email, awesomecast at gmail.com. We'll totally take your emails. We're lonely. Why don't you email? You never call anymore. We do have a voicemail, but bugger if I remember that number. Yeah, screw that. So check the website, awesomecast.com. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening it's to this. It's a website with a podcast on it. Oh, yeah. We can't, you can't see us, but we're doing awesome grins right now. You remember that old, uh, the awesome face? The super stupid grin? No, 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 no. We're not making Jason faces. Like, uh, we love you, Jason. But we're not making Jason faces. Uh, no. They're much smarmier than that. They're much that. smarmier than that. Exactly. Smarmy. There's the word. It's a good adjective. Good adjective, Basil. Yeah, there we go. So uh, that's my moment of awesome. What do you got this week? Well, of course, there's always Basil's Dragon Quest Minute. Oh. God, it's like it's like being the last uninfected member on a island of... Akira Toriyama drawn zombies so everyone looks the same. Just blank DS's from the back everywhere. And that's awesome. Because when you're part of the cult of Dragon Quest, or Drakwe, as I say it in Japan, glorious Nippon, if you will, it's a good it's a good, good cult to be part I, of. I walk in today, we were about to go to dinner um, with a couple of our friends, and I went to use the restroom, and I came back, and it was just like, it was like a cult. It was like everyone was just quiet, had their DSs out, you know. So, where you, you guys want to go? Uh, like, where we decide to go again? Uh, yeah, okay, I will just uh, get in the car. Goddamn Metal Slime! Mother effing Metal Slime! How much of Metal Metal Slime! Metal Slime! Slime Metal! Metal Slime! Metal slime. Yeah, I don't know anything about Dragon Quest, and I know that Metal Slimes are something, and they're rare, and they give XP, <laughs> because I hear okay. goddamn Metal Slime The trick lot. is, Metal Slimes give you, like, Buku experience. Like, technically, the level one character you beat, like, say, we're fighting right now, Liquid Metal Slimes, you jump eight levels. So take a mob that you can kill, and wow, they just bump you up eight levels, one go. That's the kind of experience we're talking here. Now, here's the trick, is that they're Metal Slimes, so every hit you do to them is one damage. They have, like, six or eight HP. They're hard to hit. Half the time you try to hit them, you miss. And so you try to, you're trying to get eight wax on them. Eight wax. Yeah, um, eight wax on your slime. You know, I wasn't going to go there, but <laughs> anyways. But you constantly miss and they constantly run from you. So they're a pain. But when you beat them, it's worth it. And so that's that's trick to metal slimes. So, yeah, so everyone here has been playing Dragon Quest. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> If people I didn't realize are playing Dragon Quest are playing Dragon Quest. It's great. People that don't own DSs are playing Dragon Quest. I think we know two people that don't yeah. own DSs that are playing Dragon Quest. It's like, did you buy a DS? No, I'm borrowing some bodies. But I'm playing Dragon Quest. But I'm playing Dragon Quest. But, you know, frankly, I'm. this series has never gotten you know off in America very well. And it's really nice to see that finally a version of Dragon Quest is really caught on people that I know. Because it's always been Final Fantasy this, Final Fantasy that. Well, all the nerds that I know of. And well, and geeks. That's, that's what happens when your Final Fantasy game sucks so much that even the hardcore Final Fantasy fans I know admit it sucks. Well, it's true, and the trick of you know, Final Fantasy is that they constantly try to innovate, and by innovate I mean they let the creators' egos get in the way of actually creating decent gameplay. Or at least decent story in this case. Decent the story, yeah, exactly. The gameplay was good in, in 13. Well, the battles was good, but Once. the way they phoned you through the story... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gameplay of getting through the story was not good, just it, the battle system Just the battle good. system was good, and it's also... It wasn't good until, what, 31 hours in? <laughs> Something yeah. like that. By the 31st hour, the battle system had finally arrived. <laughs> but no, what I did do that was really awesome. Oh, and this has been Basil's Dragon Quest Minute. 
Oh, I thought we had decided we weren't going to do that. We're totally doing that. Oh. Like, I have both opening and ending music opening for that. Opening and ending music. Daggut, we're going to use it. James, don't use it. So anyways, that what actually I've been doing is I watched through the entirety of Avatar The Last Airbender. Not the crappy movie, but the pretty awesome TV show. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a quite an accomplishment, making it through that movie. <laughs> Not a lot oh, of people it. Is it is an accomplishment, to, apparently, to make through that movie. Where even um, the guy, he does uh, Quarantine Flicks and also does a bunch of reviews. Um, he was like, oh god, even Eclipse is better than this shit. And when you're telling, when you say a Twilight movie is better than, than a movie, than anything else, you're, you you're, know that movie is a steaming pile of poo. So Avatar is pretty good, though. Like uh, I really liked it. Yes, like you know, the internet has like pretty much you know created like a temple of worship out of Avatar. Yeah, like it, the best cartoon that's not made in Japan forever, ever, and ever, and ever. And it's not that good, but it's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. It's not the best thing ever, but it's not. I mean, it's good. Like it is good stuff. Like it is a good, it is a well, it is a very well made cartoon, and probably the best sequential cartoon I've seen in some time. Yeah, out of time. American out Shores. Of American Shores. Yeah. Like it is really, really good, especially. It's one of the few sequential cartoons. It's one of the few, and it's done America. well. And one of the neat tricks about it is that it's still serialized to an extent. Like, the story keeps moving, and everything that happens happens in sequential order. But they break the episodes enough such that the stuff that happens within an episode, you can go into an episode most of the time, and it'd be more or less contained. Yeah, it, 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 it's walkies it a lot, where, like, it's got an overarching plot, but but each comic has its own... Joke, as it were, it doesn't you know doesn't have a joke, but has its own internal plot. And it was really interesting watching this while playing Dragon Quest Nine. As Avatar is very similar in that in Dragon Quest Nine, you have an overarching plot line, but each town you go to is its own vignette with its own little con- contained story that you go through through that town and its accompanying dungeon. You solve that problem, you move on to a new town, and you get a brand new small vignette of a story. Same with Avatar. Each episode, more or less, except unless, like, unless it's big plot episodes, which are usually, you know, beginning, middle, and end, to be able to connect everything, usually have released with own, their own small contained story that you can watch for that episode and be okay. It does the same thing. And what I was really impressed with Avatar was actually, when you go into the second and third seasons, the stuff that happens in episode one where you thought were just throwaway characters for that vignette, come back. Yeah, it's, it's all interconnected in the end. Like... like it's great writing. Like, it is really well done, and for some guys who were directing episodes of King of the Hill, you know, this is way better than King of the Hill. <laughs> Sorry, Victor, but that's not too hard. <laughs> I know Victor's going to listen to this and go like, what? <laughs> but that's not too hard. So yeah, Avatar. Avatar's good stuff. I'm now glad I watched it. I watched it because all three books are on Netflix, Instant Q. So if you've got Netflix, and chances are if you have a 360, it's getting more and more likely that you do. Do have Netflix. Or if you have PS3, even we now. Netflix is on, like, on everything. Yeah, well, that's how we watched it. We were watching uh, with 30 Rocker with the other day, like, uh, yeah. was was via PS3. Which, we would talk, we talked more about it at our roundtable about online TV, which you can catch in our and, index uh, of awesome. We need to check that one out, guys. It's one of our better ones. Um, not that all of them aren't awesome. Obviously, we're the awesome cast. Fuck yeah. I mean, we're but, the authority on awesome. Well, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. We're, we're the official stamp. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the voice. Oh, you can't oh. do it if I tell you to. I'm saying... What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I can't do it You right can't now. do it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. You're totally failing with failing the voice here. Like, uh, but anyway, uh, it is one of our best, and it's really awesome, and it's very interesting. It's a, a very good discussion. So, so, but now onto a brand new discussion, a more classic kind of discussion, a review, as much as we review anything here. Yeah, exactly. About a video game, also on the PS3, much like that Netflix instant streaming uh, streaming disc. It's a video game called Mod Nation Racers. Zoom, zoom.
Now, some might say that only realistic racers are the best racers known, like Forza or Gran Turismo, or perhaps only arcade racers, like Need for Speed and Burnout, are the true way to enjoy racing, or possibly even Initial D, Third Stage. But no, the true spirit of racing is when you add in items, like with a caught racer. It's much like how Smash Brothers is the true expression of fighting games, because only with items can you truly understand the minutia of the true fighting spirit, and with kart racers, can you truly understand with shells and rockets and whoopee cushions the true spirit of the drift. It's like a Scooby snack for your soul, the spirit of the drift. It's just one of those things that was given to us on high from the Lord. He came down and he said, Race with items and lightning bolts and you drift that shit till flames come out of your tide. The flames of hell being excised from it. Is that too much? Is that too much? I think it might be too much. Some might say if you're not out of control, you ain't in control. You ain't in control. But the truth is. In control of yourself from the lower. <laughs> you know that you're control if you see blue sparks. That's right. Spark it or park it, boys. Yeah, okay, so we're actually talking yeah. about a car racer called My Nation Racers. My Nation Racers. Uh, and My Nation Racers is one of like a billion racing games that came out at the same time. It was like Blur and My Nation. And, and Split Second. Split Second. Um, and it's the only good one. Sorry. That came out at that time. Excuse me. Not true. Split Second was good. Was it? It wasn't as good. It wasn't as it was good, good, but it was good. Okay. So, My Nation was the best that came out at that time. My Nation, I think, is especially poignant because I feel it is the first go kart racing game that is better than Mario Kart. Yeah, like the first one I think that's ever been created um, by someone that's not that's uh, that's not Nintendo, not Nintendo or even Rare of Diddy Kong Racing that's straight up better than Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yes, this is way better than Mario Kart Wii. Um, it's uh, just a blast to play. And that is an amazing achievement, quite frankly, because a lot of people have tried. I mean, there was the Star Wars Pod Racer game, there was the uh, Diddy Kong Racing, Crashes Racing, Sonic Stun Racing. Sonic Stun Racing. They recently did a Sonic in Sega's All Star Racing. Yeah. Which you have Banjo Kazooie in the Xbox 360 version, which was decent, but it wasn't as good as Mario Kart Wii. But this one did it. This one, for the first time ever, I mean, there was actually even one on Game Boy Advance that you could play as Solid Snake and Dracula. You know, from Konami. And, it, you know, there's tons of just really crappy kart racers. They even EA made NASCAR kart oh, racers. Oh, yeah, the NASCAR kart for racer. For the Wii, like... Yeah, I remember that. There have been a ton of kart racers. This is the first time ever that they've made a kart racer that wasn't Nintendo, but is just as good as Mario Kart 64 or Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah. Like, like uh, seriously, hands down. Um, and let's talk about why it's this good. Um... First off, uh, the control is smooth. Everything works. Um, it's uh, you know, it's not jerky. It's it's uh, drifting feels good. It feels natural when you do your little drift. Um, there's a, uh, a boost at the beginning, just like in all kart racers and all sorts of stuff. You can change your carts, which is cool. So, um, you know, that mechanic works, and it works really well. Like, I've played kart racers where you can alter what carts you use, and it doesn't make any... Well, the trick with this one is, is that because it's Mondation is very much about uh, creator-oriented stuff, you can download a you know, special racer, special carts made by other people. And so, since you have all this variety of things you can download, which we'll get into later, but, you know, in Mario Kart, the kind of carts, the kind of characters you use determines what kind of physics your cart's going to have. Yeah. What Mon Nation does is they allow you to change your actual style of racing, where you can choose whether you not you want drift control or regular cart control, or if you want acceleration or top speed. So you can create whatever style you feel is best for your racing. Exactly. And it'll apply to any cart you race. And that's awesome. Um... Let's see, there's no super cheap items in the game. Uh, there are good items, but there's no super cheap. And the only form of rubber band physics is warping. There is an item that is either a boost or a warp, and you can only really get it in the lower ranks. 
and I like that much, much better than a blue shell-like item that blows... That there. I don't mind a, a, not really reward, but a helper for people in the back. I, what I don't like is a punishment for being in the lead. And now, that said, there are items that are freaking powerful. Oh, powerful, yeah, good, I, yeah. Like, and you're going to get hit by them. But you have a chance to dodge every one of them. Every one of them, yes, the shield mechanic. Like, what they did was actually took mechanics, which you would normally see in a burnout game, and then apply it to kart racers. Yep. Where what happens is, whenever you draft, which is when you get behind someone's car and you're within their wind tunnel, as it were, you get points towards your boost meter. Or if you go in the air, you get boost. Or if you drift, drift you get boost. boost. And if you do tricks in the air, you get extra boost. boost. And that boost meter allows you to do things. One, you can either actually boost, boost. like like, like using nitrous for those who play Need for Speed, or you can activate a shield. Which works just like, say, in Smash Brothers, where it just drains off your boost meter, and if someone tries to hit you while you have that shield up, it's not going to do any damage. Now, the advantage is still towards the weapons. Um, your shield eats, I mean, it eats boost energy like a motherfucker. Like, it's very quick to drain out. Um, you don't know it, you can't really see, there's a see behind you mechanic, but it's not, you don't ever use it, and like, uh, it's not, uh, you get a kind of warning, like, beep, 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 but it's not very exact, so, like, I've had plenty of situations where it said, oh my god, there's a lightning bolt right behind you, I've had full boost meter, I hit my shield, held it down for the entirety of my boost, and still got hit by the item. But the, the point is you have a chance to dodge some of this stuff. And also the items don't work quite like you think they do. For example, the lightning bolt, it actually is not, it doesn't hit everyone at once. Oh, yeah. It's a cascading effect. It starts from the very front, then moves itself down, down the line. Yeah. So what happens is if you're like in the front of the pack, you do want to activate it as soon as the beep starts really kicking up because that's what's going to hit you. However, if you're further in the back and you suddenly people in front of you start to get zapped, you're going to wait till the person in front of you gets zapped, then you hit your shield to start avoiding it. Because if it's a full-powered zap, you won't, you, it will last for the entirety of a full boost, boost duration. Like, um, or there's uh, the Sonic Fold or whatever ability that, uh, that one, it just creates a wall forward. But not only can you shield up to, to avoid it, you, if you get to the sides and get around where it's, it's hitting... If the track is wide enough. If the track is wide enough, or if it's got, like, shortcut areas, you can get off, get away from it. Um, the missiles, there are times where you can trick the missiles into hitting the walls. Um, of course, there are other times where you'll hit your shield, the missiles, will, the first three or four missiles will bounce off, and then the last one will nail you, but... Uh, but, yeah, they, they, there are various... You know, and the trick is, as we haven't explained this yet, the items. But the items is you get red items, blue items. And red items, blue items, green items, and purple items. Purple items. And the trick is, is that the first one's random. But after that, you can, you can, there's various levels. Yeah, each one gets better and better and better. For example, green is a, a super nitrous. It's all three stages. Yeah, like, like, green is super nitrous. Two green is super, super nitrous. Three greens punches a hole in the space-time continuum and, and warps you forward on the track, which can sometimes be a good thing and sometimes be a bad thing if you get warped right into a, some kind of hideous pit. Like, the warp will just nail, throw you out a exact distance ahead of you. Yeah. Or maybe inactive, but a certain amount of distance is just going to throw you up in front of you. Now, if you don't plan correctly, you might just knock yourself into a wall. You might knock yourself... Over a cliff. Off over a cliff. Yeah. There are many times where it'll warp me when it warps me out in the middle of a curve. So suddenly, I was driving straight, I hit my warp, now I'm going to hit the wall because I, it's the middle of a curve and I can't move that you fast. You can't move that fast. Well, not only that, but you can't control yourself for the yeah. first, uh, like, I think three seconds. You're boosting for the first, like, three seconds out of the warp, and so you can't control yourself. But when you if you warp correctly and you warp at the right times, there have been moments where I have raced and I was in last, and next thing I know, I'm in first, and I won the race. Yeah, um, and it's all about knowing when to use the items, which is what kart racers should be, items should be about. Right. Like, um, you know, blue is a sonic fold, it just does, it 
basically makes a noise and knock. The first level knocks anybody around you. The second level knock shoots out and knocks people in front of you. And the last level creates a giant wall of sound that that courses throughout the level. Throughout the level. Uh, purple is lightning bolt. Level one is just a lightning bolt. Level two is a chain lightning bolt in front of you. And level three is the the lightning bolt from uh, Mario Kart, essentially. Oh, it doesn't turn everyone. Well, it doesn't shrink anybody. Uh, and uh, red is missiles. It's Which, one one missile unhoming uh, a pack of missiles that home on the person in front of you. Like two or three. Yeah, it's like two or three, and they home on the person in front of you. And then uh, level is uh, a pack that home is on every single person in front of you. And it's a giant frickin' Etano Circus Macross missile volley blast of like 15 missiles shoot out from you, all trailing when whirring down the track until it smacks into everybody they can get in front of. Oh yeah, so that's the items and and that part of it. Uh, let's see, um, the course level design for the actual levels that they give you is uh, wonderful. They're gonna um, mean uh, the guys who made this were United Front Games. Yeah, and they did a really good job. They they, they had the same they did the same thing that say um, Media Molecule had to do for Little Big Planet. Not only are the rate the tracks have to be fun to race, but that to show people how tracks could be in theory made. Yeah, exactly. And show the various you know qualities of the race engine on how you should create tracks using Nation racer tools. And that's really the trick is that you, while we say it's just as good as Mario Kart, it's not Mario Kart. As we've discovered in downloading a lot of people's what they think are good Mario Kart tracks. You cannot create a pure pixel for pixel creation because it's not the physics aren't the same. Yeah, the physics aren't the same. Um, uh, that sometimes is, and sometimes they're better, and sometimes they're worse. Um, I find that uh, the game is much less slippery than Mario Karts tend to be. You have much more precise control. On the other hand, man, you hit a wall is the wrong way. You're going to be stuck on that wall for a few because the jumping doesn't turn you. Like you can't turn and jump the way you can in Mario. Right. So you, you can get stuck up on um, pieces of the physics or a piece of the um, geometry real easily. And this is very much a game that is designed for if you want to get a perfect run is you don't touch anything. Yeah. I mean, actually, I think it sort of takes inspiration for things like Forza and Gran Turismo and that and those are kind of kind of games that if you hit a wall, you slow the hell down and you and it takes a bit to get back it up and running. Yeah, exactly. It's And that... Actually, comes through Monation Racer. So you hit you hit geometry. Guess what? You've just now done slowed yourself down. And you're going to take a little bit of time to to get back up and running. And by that point, two or three people have already passed you. And you can't even use boost to accelerate your. I mean, you can use boost right off moving slowly, and it moves you faster. But but it doesn't like you can't like hit a boost and look. I'm back at full acceleration. Yeah. Like if you stop boosting, you will simply go back down to accelerating like normal. Um, and also, if you drift and hit a wall, you lose all your boost power. Like, if you've been drifting and have accumulated 10,000 boost power, and you slam into a wall, all that you would have accumulated at the end of the drift goes away. So, Which, you know, sometimes it's, it could, might be just you do something wrong, but it also could be because you were racing with 12 people, and next thing you know, there's 10 people that are trying to drift up that same thing with you. Exactly. And, uh, and it makes for some uh, uh, actual, like, gameplay in there. Because, okay, I've got this awesome drift. I've been drifting for, like, 10,000 points. Like, I still could drift, but do I want to break the drift and then go back in a drift to accumulate those points? Or do I want to keep dr- drifting to get more points? Like, which which do I want to do? And so there's some, some interplay in there, you know. Um, it's also a game where you move faster drifting. Like no matter where you're moving, you move faster drifting than if you're standing, than if you're just normally driving. So it really does reward you for a, con- a consistent drift. You can't like it does not reward you for like snaking. Uh, the trick is that when you get into a drift, you're slower. But what, once you get into the drift, that's when you're faster. Yeah. And so the trick is that you cannot snake. Is the way snaking works in Mario Kart is you're constantly. Starting a drift, starting a drift, starting a drift, starting a drift. You're moving like a snake. Well, you can't do that in Mon Nation because those initial startups are the, are the slow, slow parts. parts. Yeah, so you're just going to slow yourself down if you slow, slow, slow. Um, and that's a cool feature. That is someone who played a kart racer, looked at something, said, this is a b- bad part of a kart racer, let's fix that. 
like pretty much every part of the game that I've played really feels like they took something, an element of a kart racer, thought about it really, really hard, and was like, okay, the best way to implement this would be doing it like this. Exactly. And nine times out of ten, that's what they do. The only real complaint you can have about the level design um, is that it's very generic, um, in a way, because um, it is like Little Big Planet, where they're giving you building blocks, and so they built the game out of the same building blocks that uh, that uh, you use to create your own levels. And so, I don't want to say it's, it's generic, but it lacks some of the like like pizzazz that you really get out of uh, some of the Mario Kart levels sometimes. Because you don't get things like Rainbow Road, where the ground is a rainbow, or Boo Mansion with ghosts everywhere. No, there's there seems to be a sort of an element of realism. To, I mean, the graphics are still very cartoony, but they're still in a sense realistic. Like you get like you'll get like a level has a pirate ship. Yeah, but that's it. I mean, that's the only crazy thing about it. Or you'll get an airplane, but you won't get like. Freaking Bowser's flying ships flying, flying about, everywhere, yeah. shooting bullet bills at you or whatnot. It's very much stuff that you could theoretically see in reality, just taken to absurd levels. Yep, exactly. And so you'll get like generic, like this is in a jungle, this is in Holland, this is a farm, a farm, this is a desert, this is a forest, this is a city, um, this is and- a racetrack. Yeah. And those are pretty much the templates that you get to create. Now, that said, I mean, with, say, the actual mods or the actual people you can create, they allow you to create stickers to put on the faces and stuff, so you can create pretty freaking accurate things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, like, your people as well as your cards. Your cards. But you can't do that with the tracks. You only get the basic building blocks for the tracks. And unfortunately, it's one of the things that just holds it back is because... You only have these generic building blocks to work with, and they're not crazy. They're just oh my god! I would goofy. pay. I would pay for a, like packs of new downloadable stuff. Yeah, like here's like you know uh, new signs and roadway stuff. Here's the god. I'd love the ability to put stickers on your uh, your stuff in mod. You know, or the ability to put mods in the the track, like fill right. the stands with self made mods. You know, that would be really neat. Uh, and I'm sure there's probably reasons for this. For example, it's probably has to do with them actually being able to draw the level. Yeah. Using their their game engine, the chat. If you try to fill an entire thing with, you know, custom-made textures, the uh, the problem probably cannot string the textures in properly enough or fast enough to do it. Yep. I know the PS3 actually has kind of low streaming video memory, as opposed to say, a 360 actually has more of it. Like it, it actually comes with problems where you might get actually higher textures. Technically, you think you get it on PS3 because of the Blu-ray space gives you this all the space for it, but the pipeline to get it out onto this onto the screen is not as good, and so sometimes they'll dial down stuff so they can fit everything in. It's also the reason why the load times are so bad, which is really the yeah. worst problem with the game. Oh yeah, the absolute worst. Which I just patched to fix, but it, it and it does make it better. I'd say about a. They said maybe a half. I would say a third. Right. No, I, no, I think it is half when you are booting it for a race. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. When you're actually in the race, it's about half half the load time it used to be. It's still a pretty good load time. It's still a like, minute, minute. The trick minute. is, I will warn you, when you boot up this game, go make a sandwich. Yeah, you're going to be sitting there for like five minutes while it loads. Like, um, Have you installed it on the, P- the PS3 yet? Do you have uh, the I space? Or? I got the space. I mean, I installed it what, what they allow you to, but they don't want you to do, they, a, lot. do a lot. Yeah. So... I mean, you can't put the entire game on. I bet it's thing. even. I bet it's even more if you uh, if if you don't install too. Yeah. Like um, so, be prepared for that. You you are gonna have some load times here, but it's okay. I mean, it's totally worth it. The game is a blast, and you do such funny things. I mean, there's nothing like racing as a Jawa in the A Team van and firing a lightning bolt at Lupin, who is driving the Ninja Turtles van while uh, a, a pair of uh, plug-suited Ava uh, characters run pot by with Sonic and Yosemite Sam. Uh, but the, the amount of people, people that stuff that people create for this game is, in fact, already crazy. Yeah, oh, it's insane. And probably one of the bonuses for this, you know, not being quite such a high-profile game is that on that little big plant, which had a bunch of copyright hit, infringement hits on them, no one's really cared about, about this game. Yeah, nobody cares about Mod Nation Racer because it's such a, a smaller game. And so people get away with more. 
you know, the top rated download is always going to be Mario. Yeah, it's it's like uh, actually right now on the mod spot we were in, it was actually the Grinch, um, Mario, and uh, there was one more. Oh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man's always popular. Spider Man's Spider-Man. always popular. Spider Man's always up there. Like the Grinch had actually replaced Spider Man. So and replaced. there's been some that are like crazy accurate, like oh. Sylvester the Cat. Who's Sylvester the Cat. Yeah, they look perfect. Uh, Lupin. The Lupin that we the got. Lupin the Lupin is really, 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 really well done. done. Um, I'm trying to think of others. My Jawa, my little Jawa mod is really cool. I have a Veritech fighter. Oh, I'm sorry. Valkyrie. Uh, depending on if you want Macross or Robotech. Um, oh, Mazinger Z. Yeah, I got Mazinger Z. Z. Yeah, was like, really various good. various Gundams I've got. I've got a Zaku. I, I couldn't... I've, I couldn't believe the match. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean it. But I was like, wow, I remember loading this up for the first time and Bill scooting around with the Master Z. In a, in a Mach 5. Like, in a Mach 5, yes. Um, which is usually what I usually drive as. Or I have a you know, really good Marta the Paranoid Android. And so it made a heart of gold. It actually kind of looks like a shoe. Like a shoe. Yeah, oh, it's a, the, um, the carts aren't quite as good as the mods themselves. Um, but that's because I think the car bodies are more limited than the people. I mean, the people bodies are just the basic body, and then you can sticker things and, and use pieces. And cars are a little bit more, especially when you're trying to create things like X-wing fighters are a little. And this also is a very much of a super deformed kart racer style. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to make crazy looking super deformed people look correct, as opposed to the carts. Which inevitably look a little bit more realistic, so it's a little bit harder to make them crazy. And it's it's amazing what people can do with like one or two stickers. I mean, I think that Lupin guy used like what the the face sticker, and that was it. Like, and uh, then maybe some stuff for like the actual body. For the body, but like, but you know, the the thing that made it look really good was the I think the eyes. Yeah, it was like the eyes were a sticker, and then the rest of it was was mod parts, and it's wonderful stuff on there. Um, what else did somebody have? The Monopoly piece? The Monopoly piece car? I really yeah, the like Monopoly that. man in, in his silver uh, car. Yeah, Uncle Uncle Pennybags or whatever his name is. And uh, uh, It is really a wonderfully creative game. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, I can't even... And the best part is the tracks. The the um, the, guy, the tracks that the, uh, the guys gave you are good. But man, we've played some... Fun tracks and some really horrible tracks. Oh yeah, too. and some horrible tracks. Don't get us wrong. Like it's interesting in that the way that people are griefing in this game is a little bit different than what I was expecting. And the trick is that all the griefing is done on for tracks created. Yep. Like because there's various elements of the tracks that, if used correctly, are interesting road hazards. But they can be abused. Yeah. And oh my gosh, are there tracks? That are abused. Backwards arrows. Oh my god, guys. Oh my god. They have two kinds of speed arrows that will give you a boost. One shoots you straight ahead, whatever direction you're already going, no matter what shape or, you know, point direction that arrow goes. There's another arrow that goes in whatever direction the arrow is pointing in. Which is really useful, say, if you want someone to do a really crazy hairpin turn and you don't think they're going to be able to make it, you can put a little arrow there and they'll push them in the right direction. Unfortunately, you can also do it. Say you have a turn going right, and then you make the arrow go left, and so they go into this turn to go right, and the next thing you know, you send them veering off left and hit they hit a wall. Or if you want to fuck with people, um, like I saw one track where they had put an entire line of arrows, and all of them were backwards arrows, but one. And so if you knew where to go, you could boost forward. But everyone else hit backwards arrows, and that's a lot of. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of. Um, uh, we're going to make it so if you boost on the first on the initial boost, you'll hit a wall automatically. Yeah. Um, there is a a crap ton of that kind of you know numb fuckery, and it's just. Terrible. I mean, sometimes you'll have actually a pretty good level, which will have a couple of these mis- as mistakes. Oh yeah. Like there's a few tracks where I've had a really good turn, next thing I hit a wall. Yeah, there's, there's that great. Uh, there's a really great track that we do that just has this one turn where you, if you don't drift it exactly right, you slam into a uh, a wall. And there's nothing you can do about it because you you didn't do it exactly perfect. Yeah. But if you use a backwards arrow, we already know you're a douchebag. You're a douchebag. Yeah. You should not be allowed to live, or at least play this video game. Fuck you. Yeah, we have a house rule where if we hit a backwards arrow on a downloaded track, um, we're gone. We're gone. Done. Over. 
Not going to happen. But it's just so... Some of... And it's fun, and it's interesting, and it keeps the game fresh. Because when you're sitting there and someone else is and they're like, try this track, and you try it, and sometimes... You know, okay, you get a lot of crap. But you know what? Sometimes... I mean, just today, uh, you know, me and uh, Basil have actually pulled the list, and we're going to get to that in a minute, where we've gone, these are some the best tracks we've raced. Um, and just today, I was doing a little racing while uh, waiting for someone to show up so we go to dinner. And we downloaded, I think, three tracks, because we found, like, three new awesome tracks just today. Um, if we were to sit here and go over every track we've downloaded... It, w- it would take forever. Forever. It would be a podcast in and of itself. Like, we got, like, 50 tracks we've downloaded here and there. And this game does a pretty good job of, I feel, circulating tracks. I mean, you can do searching for tracks based off names, how much of stuff is get rated well, how much stuff gets downloaded the most. But I've discovered a lot of times you'll find just, you'll just find tracks naturally by racing online with people. But it's racing with people. Like, yeah. you know, if you get a good host that's played on some good tracks, chances are if they're a good host, they're going to show you those good tracks, and then you can download them. Then when you host, you'll host these good tracks. Yeah. And, and it'll propagate. And they, uh, they're really good about uh, uh, at the end of every race on a track you've never raced before, you get to rate the track and get an option to download the track. And uh, not only do we find good stuff, I mean, we found tracks where we're like, you know, this could be better with, like, well, this could this is okay, but we could fix it up a little. Let's download it, get into the creator later, and... And, and tweak it. And tweak it. And we can do, and you can do that as long if they allow it. I believe there's a setting that you can say, no, I want no one to touch this. Yeah, I don't want no one, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that most tracks aren't that way. And so what you can do is you can download a track or a mod, edit it, then re-upload it yourself, and it'll show that you edited it, and them as the original creator. Which is really cool, you know, and so you can so you feel that you can improve this track, you can do it, and you have it, give it a chance for your improved version to make its own rounds. Speaking of making its own rounds, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back with more Mod Nation Racers. So we have talked about pretty much this entire time. We've talked about base, basic gameplay mechanics, as well as the whole multiplayer aspect of things. But there's also an entire single-player campaign that's still here, that still exists, and it's actually pretty clever, as it actually is the first kart race I've ever played that has an actual honest to god story. The storyline, yeah, exactly. Which I think they used because they realized that oh wait. This is just a basic generic racer that people are not generic, but it is sort of generic e. Yeah, it's a little generic e. So they've got to give it something to to separate it to make it stick out in people's heads. And so what they did was they created a whole background ethos and actual characters for you to watch and have happen. And what happens is is that you're playing in this world that you know the Mod Nation Championship or Mod Nation Mod Nation Racer Championship MRC. It's been this long, you know, full of history and heritage racing thing. Like, it's like the history of NASCAR and stuff that, or... You kids ever see Speed Racer? 
you know, stuff like that, where, like, they even actually introduce you with, like, showing the old-timey footage of kart racers, uh, of them, like, crashing and burning and stuff, like you would see in, like, the old, you know, racing, vin- you know, vignettes of the, of the day. And then they start with you, an actual character named Tag, who you play as, and his big thing is he likes customizing things, which is why you can customize your cart, and per- even himself, um, or herself, depending on how you want to customize your character, to play through the game. And he actually goes through a story on how his mom was like, well, we can do this if you want your gr- your grandfather. He used to be a, a race car driver. He's now a, he's now a, you know, he's now a chief. He can do all your stuff. And so you meet him, and he goes, man, 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 back in my day, blah, 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 blah. And he becomes your, you know, your pit crew chief, and he's while well, he's talking you through all your races and yeah, which is a neat aspect of it in both single player and in one player uh, online. Yeah, um, your your uh, pit chief is constantly making comments to you, you know, like that was a good drift, or you know, you need to drive here, or see that thing with numbers on it. That's called a speedometer. You should your should be set on fast, or you know. That was a wall. You're not supposed to hit those. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. And it also, you know, then you also have this rival, your rival uncle who has conservative motors because you don't want to drive fast thing, you know, fancy things because those will draw attention. And so he's trying to get tagged to race for him and those are this whole, like, you know, mental storyline as you race through all the tracks about him, you know, t- tags rise to to being the top racer, which is kind of neat because with Mario Kart stuff, you usually just go, oh, it's Mario characters now, they're racing. Well, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Or, oh, look, it's Diddy Kong racing. Diddy Kong and rare created characters, now they're racing. Like, for all pretty, pretty every single kart racer, there's usually some sort of mascot that is pushing it. And Mod Nation doesn't have those mascots. So I guess they decide, well, let's create our own, you know, characters and storyline to get people telling to pay attention to the single player so they'll actually Use it. play it. And not only that, playing through the single player unlocks uh, pieces for yeah. uh, for updating things. So there's a little more incentive there. It's kind of like the single player for a little big planet. Well, except for with more story. <laughs> yeah. More story than the little big planets had. And the, probably the greatest thing ever is the fact that they have commentators that talk to you before, that introduce each track and even talk to you while your track is loading up. Yeah. And those are Biff and Gary. Biff and Gary. <laughs> And Biff and Gary are hilarious. Yeah, they are very funny. They, uh, Gary is this kind of, like, uh, nerdy sp- uh, stat monkey, you know, uh, a commentator. Well, Gary's supposed to be the... the no, Biff. The Biff, excuse me, sorry. Biff is... Uh, Gary's the nerd. I think I said Gary and then Gary. Yes. <laughs> and but Biff uh, is the more the John, John The John shot. Madden, you yeah. know, it's racing, you know, who's always making fun of uh, Gary. Gary. And it's it's pretty awesome, you know. Uh, and they usually do they'll do the lead on, lead in for the track, and usually they'll, be a, they'll say something as you when you finish the track. And usually it's pretty humorous, and they also get their own cutscenes within the storyline as they introduce each of the new uh, set of tracks you get to race in. And it's it has its moments. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome, and uh, actually, in a lot of me and Basil's discussions, you know, Basil would talk about something where the game needed a spectacle, it needed its own thing, like uh, Mario Kart has, and a lot of the kart racers has, and, and uh, Biff and Gary is uh, Monation Racer spectacle. It's their, their big, awesome thing that really separates them, besides the customizable content, the, in the single-player mode, the thing that you will remember is Biff and Gary's jokes. They... They, that's what gives the game character. Yeah, exactly. That normally the mascots would give you when playing it. Go, oh, well, it's Mario. I know what Mario's all about. You don't have that here. So Biff and Gary should give you that context of, oh, right, I'm racing, and these are these guys that are commentating on it. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Gary's dumb. That's kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. They, they are the mortar that holds the whole thing together. And they, they do their job with, with gusto and, and passion and passion. We would love to get a, a downloadable set of new Biff and Gary moments. Actually, yeah, like, I really um, like. The only the only downside is that since they're all pre-recorded and everything, of course, you will start running through them right a lot. A lot. Um, and I would love just a, another set of like twenty or thirty quotes that I can just add into the mix so to start hearing some new things. There actually are a ton of them though, because uh, I mean, we were hearing new ones up until like what two weeks ago or something like yeah. that. And it was it was a long time before we we had heard all of them. 
And sometimes I won't hear one in so long that I'll forget that I've heard it. Yeah. And it almost feels like it's new, but then I'll remember, oh, wait, I've heard this one too. I've heard this one before, yeah. But I haven't hate, started hating them yet, so that tells me that they're pretty good, because usually if I hear something over and over again, I'm going to hate it to death. Exactly. And when you, when you play a lot of Bondation Razor, you hear Biff and Gary over and over and over again. But I have never yet been like, oh, God, Biff and Gary. I mean, I really, I, I still get a chuckle even out of all the jokes we've seen a thousand times. Yeah, that they have not, in fact, gotten old, which is, that is, they've done good. They've done good. Good job, boys. So, I think now, we're going to give you some tracks. Yeah, oh yeah. We're going to tell tracks you. tracks that you need to download and play yourself, because these are some good tracks. This is our service from us to you. The people who should be buying this game. Seriously. So you know what the good some of the good tracks are to download and play and propagate, because these are some good ones. Uh, the very first thing we want to mention, first one we want to mention is Tank Crazy and Dino Crazy. They're both by Timmy Tam, and they are, I'd say Tank Crazy is the best track, player-created track we've raced on Yeah. Um, in, in the game. Just bar none. Uh, it is a. It's, I don't even want to tell you why Tank Crazy is called Tank Crazy because it's nuts when you when you race through it. Like we were really sad that everything sort of has that sort of generic veneer because it would take a lot of work to really create something that's unique in this. And he he did it. Yeah, he did it. He sat down and was like, "We're going to do that." Not all, you know, Dino Crazy's got it too, but Tank Crazy's the one where I think it shows. Like, I, what was really impressive what what they, they would make you do in this track, and what you realize what you're doing around in the track is just so interesting. You know what? Screw it. Spoil it for a minute if you don't want to be spoiled this track. You're racing a giant tank. Yeah, and you're and you're racing in it and on it. Like you like move up it and then on its barrel, like through its barrel, and then the track loops around and you jump up on and its barrel, barrel and then over it. Past the guy who's driving the tank <laughs> under his legs, and and the guy still includes that little shortcuts here and there, but the shortcuts aren't so overbearing that you still you lose your chance to win. But if you do hit all the shortcuts, you have a better chance of winning. Yeah, exactly. Which is the best way to do shortcuts. It should not be instant win moments. It should be oh, I shaved two seconds off my time. You know, he has good item placement because there have been times when you race in a track where what they'll, they'll do is they'll overload you in items at certain points. And so suddenly, everyone has three little items, and they all fire them at once. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you're in the front, you're dead. You're dead. You're just chain itemed. It's, uh, I've literally, on some courses, been hit with, like, lightning, 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 you know, missiles, lightning. And it's like, oh. and one of the And one of the things you got to do, I mean, or is good, is you space this stuff out. You know, you don't have three items at once somewhere. No, you wait, like... You know, you do like two, three or four drops, and you space them at pretty equal distance, yeah. so you don't, you know, have, get overwhelmed with them. Um, let's see. Next, we're going to talk about indoor Star Wars. Uh, indoor Star Wars, like the planet of Endor. The planet Endor. It's called Indoor Star Wars. We give you these names because in exact form because you have to have the exact name to find them. Um, indoor Star Wars is awesome because. It's so open. Like it's got this area where it's like big and open, but you know where the track is, so you don't ever go off the track or something. Like once we raced on a track, it was nothing but desert, and they didn't actually tell you where to go. You had to look at the little mini map to try and figure out how to turn. Horrible, H- horrible, horrible. But and this, we've also done a lot of tracks where everything was too oh, narrow, way too tight. Yeah, the track is way too tight to drift. It's too tight to move. The gameplay, honestly, is while it might be tighter than Mario Kart in places, it's still kind of loose. Yeah, like you need. Everything needs to be more spaced out to move around. Well, it needs to be loose when you've got twelve people on the track. Is that as well. Like, like when I've got when I'm playing by myself in the single, like what or like uh, when I was racing today, not in single player, but when I was uh, by just just me, I did not uh, I did not need as much space as when you got twelve people fighting for right. for areas. Uh, but indoor Star Wars is neat. It's like a, it's got the, the wooded area where you have to use your boost or you'll move super slow, which means you have to constantly dodge trees, just like the speeder bikes did in indoor, yeah. and that was really neat. Then you go through the Ewok village. Yeah, then back at the start, and that was cool. Um, Zerato was a cool track. Uh, I don't really remember why. <laughs> <laughs> Zerato was cool. It was a really like it was very much a raceway track. Oh, that was their, yes, okay. I think it might even called Zerato Raceway. Okay, I think it's for, yeah. Well, I think the subheading or whatever was like was a raceway or something. But like Zerato is the important word in there. Yeah, Zerato is the important word. And in it's there. just a really good, just basic 
standard, standard racetrack track. track. Uh, NYC One is a really fun track. It's a little urban track where uh, we particularly liked the part where you can jump up into a construction crane, which is holding a pipe, and ro- run through the pipe that the crane is holding. And this one, this guy made, and this one is, has not been really circulated yet. Uh, this is one of the ones we raced two nights ago. Yeah. This guy just made it, and so probably no one knows that this thing exists, and it's really fun. Like, he's got multiple options. Most people, when they try to do multiple raceways through multiple options and choose which way you're going on the track, it doesn't work. They usually are way, way over, yeah. overzealous in what they're trying to do, and so everything sort of just becomes chaotic and doesn't actually Yeah, there's either there, it's always either confusing, which gets people killed for no reason, or there's one short one way that is the way, and then every other way through is stupid. Now this he did a really good job of creating it's a nice wide track as well, but not not indoor, indoors crazy wide. Yeah, indoors crazy this wide. This is pretty wide, but what he does is he gives you lots of options but you're always constantly moving forward no matter which way you choose. You move, may move forward differently. You might go into this other, other under gutter where there's water and there's a couple items, a couple boosts. Or I might send you an air boost down a pipe. Or I might have you jumping on top of, like, trucks. But, you know, he gives it enough you know, variation that you can choose which way you want to go through it. No matter what, you're going to keep going. You still have a chance to win. And it's a really, it's a really nice, well-designed, interesting track. And then next up we have Mod Nation Gardens which is a really wonderful example of where we played like a Peaches Gardens where it was like, ugh, it was a bad track and they were trying to... And this guy had obviously kind of been inspired by the Peaches Gardens-like levels from Mario Kart but had used Mod Nation physics to do it and it's a great example of that. Well, the Peach Garden we had was everything was really, really tightly packed together. Yeah. Like, Mod Nation is much more about just drifting everywhere you can and so you when you're trying to like move around things... You need more space to just move around than you do in Mario Kart. And so, this, this so Peach Gardens was you constantly wrecking into stuff. If it was the same, like, equidistant stuff in Mario Kart, it didn't work. This one, they took the same ideas, but then regurgitated them in a Mod Nation form. And it was a lot of fun to race on. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful example of someone who was inspired by Mario Kart, but understood that Mod Nation doesn't play the same way. Uh, next, we have the Half Pipe. And this is a track you're going to want to set at least four laps, probably five. It's a short little one. And it's about as close as we've really come to some kind of battle track in uh, yeah. in Mod Nation Raiders. There is no battle mode, which is sad. Um, and uh, so sometimes you get these short little tracks that have tons of items on them. And the half pipe is about as good of one of those as we've ever come across. It's just a simple loop with stuff on the sides and it has just random item blocks and barrels in here and there. The genius race around a lot bunch and shoot, shoot items, items off. People, yeah. yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's a total blast. Uh, Banshee Boardwalk is a great example of a track which was copied from Mario Kart, which did work. Like, they spaced everything out properly. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think one well, of the pluses is that this is based off the original yeah, this is Super Nintendo old. one. No, so, no, this is in 64. It is four, but still, it's, it's simpler, so there's not as much geometry to go around, so it's easier to space out and it works. They also made everything wider. Yeah. Like, um, like it's very obvious the Banshee Boardwalk in this game. Like, it, it's to scale, but it's all wider than it was in the original game, so that they understood that. Here's a tip for those who are creating tracks. The default width, width of the track is, no, is too small. It's no good. It's no good. It's too small. Like, you play through any actual United Front games created tracks, none of them are that narrow. Yeah. None of them. None of them. I don't know why they even created that base narrowness in there. They probably hated us. Uh, let's see, uh, BRB visiting Ma Farm, M-H, uh, M-A-H for Ma. This is just a really goofy-ass yeah, farm track. Yeah, it's, it's a fun track to race on, and it's a good example of the crazy kind of stuff you can do with the Mod Nation. Because you can take animals they give you and blow them up to huge sizes. Yeah, so like cows pop out of nowhere, and you just run into them and knock them out of the way. It's got a little open field-like area that you can jump into as a yeah. shortcut. It's it's a really fun little, little hey, what kind of crazy crap can we do with... Uh... Then we have Neo Druid, period, the Bizarre, period, V8. And this one very much, it sort of feels like I'm driving through, like, the Bizarre level in Aladdin. Like, yeah. it's very much a desert track, but it had you going through a city. And the weird to this one has no items. 
Yeah. This is a purely racing track. Pure race and normally track. those are annoying because you have because items are what keeps you going in the races. Yeah. Like if you fall back in this game and there's no items to help you, chances are you're staying in that same you're position, that the, position whole, the whole time. Whole time. Because speed because the relative speeds of carts are not so great that are are not so different that you can overtake people. Like unless you have set your cart to full speed, you're not going to be taking people up in front of you, especially if not if they've set it to theirs to full speed. But the trick with this track is that there's a lot of little neat boosts here and there, and they're all scattered throughout the level, such that you do have a chance to pass somebody yeah. if you get enough extra boost pads here and there. And also, you, since you go through the bazaar, it's multi. It's a pretty much you built a little city that you drive through, and so you have to choose the best route you think to go through it. Everyone's going to choose a different route. I've raced Bazaar multiple times, and most people who've played this track before, we always choose different ways yeah, to get through it. Yeah, we always find a new way to get through it. Uh, Carnage Coliseum, which is probably my second favorite track in the yeah. entire game, um, right behind Tank Crazy. Um, it is a giant coliseum, and uh, it's very hard to describe, actually. You, you at one point are up driving on the stands, and then down into the coliseum, and over, and it's a really wonderful little track. Um, it's got great item placement. It's got a fun little part at the end where where um, there's a ton of obstacles, but it's open enough where you can dodge all of them. So it's one of those things where you you it doesn't feel like a trap there at the end. It just takes some racing. And it's one of those. It's like Take Crazy and, the, and Dino Crazy, and that they very much took the actual level, level editor tools and created something unique and interesting out of the actual architecture. Yeah. and not just made a track. I mean, the, and it worked. It worked really well. Like Tank Crazy and Carnage Coliseum are, are just, mwah, they're just brilliant tracks. And I, I greatly appreciate Timmy Tam and who I didn't write down who created Carnage Coliseum, but you two, buddy, um, great stuff. And our final one on here for the good tracks is NeoDruid.Island45.V6, and this was a big jump track, right? This is the hopping from. Uh, I think it was some hobby. It was more. It was like. It was just another really good, like, Neo Druid's other track. It was just set in the jungle this time. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, this is this is the other Neo Druid track. So it's got a couple of little jumps. But like, it's Neo like... Druid actually does some good stuff. I think there might be, like, something else at the end of Neo Druid's name. I don't know, but all the tracks I've read... Yeah, there was a number made... at the end of Neo Druid's name. It was, like, Neo Druid 41 or something like that. But like, all the track that this person's made, they've been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, we have one example of what not to do, and this one's just called Unlimited Drift. It's really popular for some reason. It's one of the most, it was one of the first tracks created. It's one of the first, one of the first downloaded ones, where it literally is just two sets of huge... Giant it, drifts. Like, yeah. big spirals up, a short thing down, big spiral up, short thing down. And I gotta tell you, buddies, um, if you're designing tracks, guys, we don't want to race on a five minute long drift. I'm sorry, nobody does. Like, like making spirals up, it's we don't want. That. Yeah, we don't want that. that. We don't need it. Like it's it's not cool, and it's not you're not being innovative when you create a track that's a giant spiral. And yes, it's really easy. You just use the controller and you spin around. And we really haven't talked about the actual track creation because we haven't really messed with it ourselves. We're too busy having fun racing everybody else's creations or complaining about the one of the two. Or one of the two. Yeah, either way. But I mean, I'm sure. I, well, a little bit messed with it. It is really easy. Just create spirals. I get that. It's easy, and you can drift, and oh boy, but no, really, it's no, not No, seriously, you're, it's not fun. Quit, you quit it. I understand if you're trying to do that if you want, like, these crazy amount of drift points, you know, trophy, but we only need one of those levels, and we don't need to actually race on and it. And we don't want to actually race on it. Exactly. Like, really? Really? Get no. Just, no. Alrighty, well, I think that is all we've got on Mod Nation. Right, let's, we'll take a break, and we'll come back with our... Our final grades.
So, in the end, how many awesomes out of awesome is Mondation Racers? Nah, you said in the end. <sighs> uh, I give it two blue sparks out of awesome. Only two? Well, you've only got two wheels. Uh, four, well, four wheels. Four blue sparks out of awesome. Okay. And a spirit of the drift out of awesome. Oh, man, well... Jeez. I was going to use the spirit of drift out of awesome, but you just took it. That's right. I took it and the blue sparks, son. What you going to take, you Krispy Kreme? I'm, going to... <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. Fun, then. I'm going to send a giant-ass missile volley out of awesome after you destroy your ass because you ain't got no boost left. Shield! Yeah, I ain't got no boost left because I used it all my blue sparks. So okay. there we go. United Front Games, excellent work. This is your first game. And hopefully it will not be your last game. And the fact that we'll get a sequel for this. Come on, Mod Nation 2, son because, of oh Mod Nation. Oh my gosh. The amount of fun I've had with this, all I can think of is I can't wait them to see to try and make a sequel. Yeah, seriously. Make a sequel, guys. Do it. Like, it's one of those things I feel that could, you know, they could take what worked, what didn't work, what's been suggested, new ideas that they've had for it, they couldn't get done or have now that they've made it, to really bust out an amazing second game. And I really hope it sells well enough that it actually gets to happen. So that's a hint for you guys to go buy it. Seriously, this is the best kart racer of our generation. This is quote-unquote, next-gen Mario Kart. This is what I've been wanting since I played Double Dash. Mario Kart DS was good, but this is what I want. This is what we wanted. And now I want more, and it's up to you out there in the land of internets to buy it, tell your friends to buy it, tell their friends to buy it, and sell a ton of copies of this game so I can get my sequel. And so that you, too, can feel the spirit of the drift. And with that, we are out.